I want you to hear this this morning. Power of prayer. Prayer is the most boring, empty, meaningless, humdrum, tiresome, unexciting thing you can do on the planet Earth. Unless you learn how to hear from God when you pray. Do you hear from God? Do you hear from the Heavenly Father when you pray? Prayer is a two-way communication. Say that with me. Prayer is a two-way communication. It's you talking to God. And then, listen, and then God talking back to you through the Holy Spirit. Many people talk to God in prayer. But that same amount of people don't stop to listen to see if God speaks back to them. To get the mind of God into your heart and into your soul and into your life, you have to listen for God to speak to you. Again, I ask you, when you pray, does the Holy Spirit respond to you? And do you hear from the Lord God? People say, well, if God spoke to me, I'd know it. I don't believe that. Because God spoke to Samuel three times in the same night, and he had to be told it was God. Most of us think God speaks like Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments. This is God talking. Then we would, before it was God, believe it was God, that's when we'd only believe it is if it sounded like Charlton Heston. There was a woman in Georgia I knew that the preacher's wife who who played rinky-dink piano. And they came in and they said, "Oh my gosh, you can't play that. God won't speak to us. You're you're playing uh, hymns, but you're playing it like rinky-dink piano in a beer joint." But yet when the preacher began to preach and she began to play that amazing grace by rinky-dink piano, people began to fall in the aisles. See, God don't care what you play on that piano. What God cares is that people receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So I ask you again, who do you hear from when you pray? Because if you don't hear from God, it's a very boring, meaningless, empty experience. Read with me, please, Matthew 11 and 15. He that, heath, he that hath ears, let him hear, or she. And he or she that hath ears, I'm interjecting she there, that's right, correct. Let him or her, that he means it, it, it is a choice that you choose to hear from God. Pray with me here, would you? Father, thank you for your word. And thank you for this day that we have come together to hear from you, O oh Lord God. And thank you for those who are listening to this broadcast around the world today. Those that have come to hear the word of God. May this day change their lives forever as they learn how to hear from God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. I want to welcome you back to another exciting message of spiritual awareness with Pastor Devin. If you're new to our broadcast and you just tuned in, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry, a part of Pastor Davenport Ministries, a spirit-filled, as you can tell, Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the worldwide broadcast studio here in Fort Mojave, Arizona, way where I may tell you it has been hitting 112 degrees. Woo! That's warm. We are now broadcasting to 17 different countries around the world. So wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice, I want to welcome you in Jesus' name. I'm Pastor Davenport, and thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're twice each week 
on Wednesday and on Sunday, we are presenting an exciting new message from God's Word, exploring the true meaning of spiritual awareness for today's churches and for today's Christians and how it affects us in today's world. You see, I believe that God has a spiritual awakening for us as Christians and for those world churches around the world. So hold on as we embark on a journey together in God's holy word. What a blessing you are. What a blessing you are now. Praise the Lord with me today in Jesus' name as we listen. Before I read this, I need to clarify something to y'all. You know, when the Bible says he, as we go here, he that that hath ears, I'm going to clarify something for you because some of the ladies have said something and some of the LGBTQ that listen in have said something that, that the Bible is kind of prejudiced on that. I believe that when the Bible was written, that when they say he, they're talking about mankind, all mankind. Mankind meaning all humankind. So when the Bible says he, it's talking about all humankind, all mankind, meaning men, women, LGBTQ, however you want to phase that, it's all mankind on the face of the planet. So as I continue, he that hath ears to hear, let them hear. Hearing is a choice. Say that with me. Hearing is a choice. Do you know why most people don't hear from God? It's because they don't want to hear from God. We are doing what we like, like we like when we like. Say it again. We're doing what we like, like we like when we like, if we like. And we would not dare want to hear from God telling us to stop. How many of you know that we don't pray like we ought to because we really don't want to hear God's answer? We know it's not what we want to hear. America has moved to what I call decaffeinated Christianity. Decaffeinated Christianity. Decaffeinated Christianity won't keep you awake. It won't excite you. It won't motivate you. It won't certainly won't change your, your, the fact is God has given everyone the ability to hear. And we do not hear because of the lack of willingness. How many of you have children and grandchildren that's listening to me today? You see the, the phenomenon of decaffeinated every week. That's what happens to us. It's a phenomenon, excuse me, a phenomenon demonstrated every week. You tell a child, please carry out the garbage. And the child says, huh? He doesn't want to hear you. You could whisper, let's, let's go to the mall. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the swimming pool. And they're in the car. Carry out the garbage. And you hear, huh? What'd you say? So you raise your voice. Carry out the garbage. Huh? So you really raise your voice. I said carry out the garbage. And they say, huh? What'd you say? And then just as you threaten to maim them for life, they get up off their butt and they begin to move towards the garbage like a snail following up a hill in wintertime. Do they hear you the first time? You betcha. Why did they not just respond until the third time? Because they don't want to hear from you. They don't want to hear you. I say this to you in, in, in your prayer life. Be, beware when God, when God agrees with every prayer you pray. If you really want to know what God is saying, go home and read all the verses that you do not have underlined in red. Listen very closely here. God says to Jonah, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. And Jonah says, huh? What'd you say? And God says, Jonah, read my lips. Go to Nineveh. And Jonah says, Huh? Jonah goes, gets a travel agent to book him on a slow boat going to the opposite direction. And did God wring his hands and say, oh, no, 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 he's not listening to me. No. 
No, I believe he's not listening because God is in charge. With a blast of God's nostrils, he breathed on the sea and made it churning a mass of water. And the sailors throw Jonah overboard and now listen to Jonah. Oh, God. Oh, God, help me. And from the other side of the cloud, God says, huh? Is that you, Jonah? <laughs> I thought I'd be hearing from you about now. Do you have your ears on, Jonah? Are you willing to listen to me now, Jonah? Just so God prepares the Old Testament version of Jaws. Dun, 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 dun. As he sings through the surf looking for the disobedient Old Testament preacher. Oh, God says, there he is. And gulp. Can you hear Jonah as he screams in terror? Oh, God, God, as he's swallowed up by this great fish, past the lips and over the gums. Look out, stomach. Here comes Jonah. Jonah. Oh, Jonah. Can you hear me now, Jonah? Oh, yes, God. Yes, 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 God. I, I'll do anything. I'll go to Nineveh. I'll, I'll go anywhere you want me to, God. I'll even pay up my tithes. Just get me out of this whale's belly, please, God. And God says, I'm glad you've had a change of heart, Jonah. Church. You see, church never forces you to hear him. God never forces you to hear him. He just puts the opposition in such a way that you're happy to hear from God then. Is there something in your life you've been talking to God or you've not been talking to God? You had God a few years ago. You loved God a few years ago. You paid your tithes a few years ago, ago to God, but suddenly when God spoke, you didn't listen. You heard God speaking to you, but you didn't listen. You turned the opposite way, went back to drugs, went back to alcohol. You went back to uh, adultery. You went back. And now your life's a mess. And now you're saying, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, get me out of this mess. Oh, God, please save my life. Change my life, God. He just puts opposition in such a way that you're happy to hear from God again. You're glad to hear from him. You're either get out on, the, on that beach or you, you're adores for a big, big fish. It's your choice. I had a man tell me, preacher, I'll never confess Jesus as Lord. I said, oh, yes, you will. You see, the Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. I said, and I say to you today, to those listening to the sound of my voice and those in this auditorium on this side of the grave, the smart ones will hear the Lord. But God does not give out hearing aids in hell. And God does not have hearing aids for those who, of you who are hard-headed Whenever the Lord calls and you say, huh, or you turn your back on God, please understand God isn't wringing his hands in worry, saying, oh, how, how will I reach them? How will I ever get those attention of those that have turned their back upon me? I'm just a few days. He can put you in a airplane and a boat and he can crash sink and you'll go a year in a body cast that's what happened to me in a foxhole in vietnam you'll come away back in the darkest part of your mind you may say god is that you talking god is that you speaking and god said it is i are you ready to listen
He that hath ears, let him hear. I'm changing the word of God, that's true, just for today, for you to listen. Those that have ears, let them hear the word of God. So I'm paraphrasing. Yes, I'm paraphrasing the Bible for you today. The Bible is clear. He that hath words, let him hear. In my sermon, I am writing, paraphrasing, those that have ears, let them hear. When you pray, God hears you. When you begin to hear God, you'll say, yes, Lord, I hear you. Say that with me. Yes, Lord. Say it again. Yes, Lord. Those of you who have developed a spiritual sensitivity to God, whenever God calls you, say, come on, say it with me. Say it with meaning. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Those of you who have a hard-headed and pride yourself with hard-headedness will say, huh. But there's a day coming that you will say, yes, Lord. For every knee shall bow and every one confess that Jesus is Lord. Hoo-wee! And God is preparing a great fish on a bolt of lightning to get your attention. God operates on a, on a rheostat principle. How many of you know how a, a rheostat works? You want a light? You just dim and... You turn down the knob a little bit. You want it on medium, you turn the knob a little bit more. And each time it allows a little bit more of electricity to flow. You really want to make it a bit a shine bright, you crank it on full. And when God speaks to you, he just turns it up, the juice a little bit. And if you're really smart, you say, yes, Lord. And if you're really thick-minded, you say, huh? And God says to the angels, hit it. For old blanket head down there just turned it all the way around to the right. And again, he speaks. And if you say, huh? God says, give him the full force. And you, and you, and you. The angel says, yeah. You look like the cat that just lit down on a 220 wire. And all the hair is standing on it. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. Every shout. Uh, yes, Lord. God says, I thought that might get your attention. Hello. You see, when you hear in the supernatural, you hear from three, three sources. You hear from yourself. You hear from Satan. And you hear from the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Those are the three voices you can hear. The self is the carnal man or, or woman. The carnal self will want uh, and want and want. And when you want it, like you want it, and you like you want it, and you don't want God to interfere with your plans, the self will want creature comforts. The self will want the, the sacrificial crucified life. The self will want what please, please the self. The small boy prayed, Lord, if you can't make me a better boy, don't worry about it. I'm having been just like I am, that self. Another prayed, Lord, lead us not into temptation. Just tell us where it is, and we'll find it all by ourselves. That's self-praying. That's the self-praying. You see, it gets suspicious when God answers every prayer just like you want him to. You may be hearing from yourself. Secondly, you can hear from Satan. Satan is speaking to this generation in Ashford, America, and around the world. And they are listening. He is speaking through their music, their dress, their attitudes. And he's speaking to everyone through the occult, ESP, palm reading, psychics, fortune teller, and the new age or the new world order. It's called spiritualism. And it's not of God. It is not of God. This new world order is seeping into America today. We are seeing America divided we are seeing America divided. Even in the churches in America today, we are seeing the churches of America, Christianity divided, and it is going to destroy America. This is the time that American Christian needs to come together 
and heal this nation. We are divided, and if we're divided, then Christianity is being destroyed. Christianity, do we not remember that united we're together, but divided we fall? We need to open our minds and realize that we are under satanic attack. The satanic voice of our is attacking our children. It's attacking our nation. Listen to the Lord thy God. Satan wants to rob, to kill, and destroy. And that's his objective for our country, for our children, for us, for our lives. And if you just give him one negative thought, he'll come in. Wham! He'll come into your home and take over your mind, heart, and body. And the only way you can be set free is by the deliverance of the blood of the cross of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Satan is a deceiver, a deceiver of nations, of families, of individuals. The Bible says bringing every thought into captivity. The Bible says let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. It is time in that Christians unite as one. All churches come together in prayer for our country, for our cities, for our counties, for our leaders, for our families, and for our communities. Satan, listen to me, Satan is a deceiver and he will try to take the word of God out of our country. We're seeing it now. Cause you to take the word of God and deceive yourself. Remember, this is when Satan came to Jesus in the wilderness to tempt him. He misquoted scripture twice, trying to give, uh, get Jesus to jump from the temple. Jesus properly quoted from the scripture and rebuked Satan. My point is this. If Satan used scripture to try to trick Jesus into himself, Satan will use scripture to try to trick you and to destroying you and your family. That's what's coming in this new age, this new world order. Don't you ever forget the devil knows the word of God better than most people. Never, never, never let a false prophet quote scripture that you do not look at. When I preach, I preach the word of God. When Lynn preaches at the church, he uses the word of God. When someone preaches, always check that scripture and make sure it's right. Now, I want you to listen to me real close. Many Christians find a verse of scripture and they begin to build their lives on it. Don't build your life on a one verse doctrine. Never. Always, always check scripture and, and read on. That's called prophet text Christianity. Say we prophet text Christianity. You can take one verse and prove anything you want to prove in the Bible. You think not one, a, a man and his son came to me for counseling. And the boy wanted a motorcycle. Now, I've, I've said this before to the old church. Before I could even open with a prayer, the boy said, Preacher, didn't David ride there uh, through Jerusalem on a motorcycle? I said, What? What did you say? And he said, The Bible says David triumph was known throughout all of Israel. Is that true? And I wasn't hardly, but but it's a it, it, it's not a motorcycle. And on the basis of hell's angels are the spiritual group. Is not true. And Judas hanged himself. Another verse: Go forth and do likewise. Suicide then becomes satisfied by God according to that logic. That's not true. That's not true. Don't let Satan deceive you by building your life on just a verse or a few in the Bible. Let the composite word of God interpreted from within the word of God. Give your leadership for your life so that Satan does not ensnare you with a prophet text Christianity. Be very careful of that. Then you can hear from the Holy Spirit. How do I know I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third part of the Holy Trinity. The Holy Spirit has a personality. The personality is that of the dove. It's very Gentile. It's very loving. It's full of peace, love, joy, and mercy. Those are the disposition of the Holy Ghost.
or the Holy Spirit. According to 1 Corinthians 14, every gift that the Holy Spirit gives will comfort you, it will exhort you, and it will build you up. Now listen to what I'm, I, I, I'm about to say. If some nitwit comes along and says, I have a word for you, and that word brings fear and worry and dread to you, you are not hearing from God. You're hearing from a religious fanatic. I've had people call me for prayer where some religious nut told them to be very careful or, or both their children would die. Now, doesn't that just bless you right out of your socks? Or the Lord God said, your finances will fail you. Doesn't that thrill you to death? Now, if God gives them a, very, a, a, a way out of that, but just to drop something into your spirit that will torment you, I want you to know that has nothing to do with God. Don't listen. Any inner voice that hear while praying or that you hear while praying that brings fear or pressure or an intimidation or manipulation or uh, domination, doubt, worry is not, listen, is not from God. Get that in your mind and don't you ever let it go. Now, let me give you some uh, substitutes that we use when we don't have time to hear from God or we choose not to hear from God. Substitutes for hearing from God. The first substitute is how to, how to uh, books. Many people have quit reading the Word of God and they, and they start reading Dr. Super uh, Drex books on how to when to, how I didn't it, and how you bought it to do it. Okay, let me say, say that again. I kind of stumbled. Started reading Dr. Super Ducks books on how to. When to, how I did it, and how you ought to do it and make me rich in order to be saved. That's what they are. I want you to hear this, church broadcast. Get into the Word of God for yourself. Don't listen to Dr. Superduck's books like you ought to. Find out when to, how to, be, how to, and because it's God's will for you to. Those are shortcuts to make somebody rich. Hear me? You go to the supermarket and Dr. Superduck's book on how to, when to, how I did it, and how you ought to do it to make me rich. That's what they are. You measure another man by the word of God. How do not measure the word of God by uh, another man's words? His truth. Listen to me. Truth is not what I say it is. Truth is not what you say it is. Truth is what God says it is. And it's not the truth until God's word say it plainly. Did you get that? Stand on this. And you'll know the peace of God. God, somebody give God praise today. Substitute number two. Did you raise your hand to heaven and shout amen there? Because that's the truth. I'm gonna, I think I need to say that again. Truth is not what I say it is, as Pastor Davenport. Truth is not what you say it is. Truth is what God says it is. And it's not truth until God's word says it is plainly in his word of, in, in, in the Bible. Praise the Lord. Now, substitute two. Armchair Christianity. Say that with me. Armchair Christianity. Well, I don't need to hear from God. I can sit right here in my armchair. I don't have to hear from God. I don't have to attend church. I don't tithe. I know all I need to know about the Bible. Just you ask me. That's armchair Christianity. And it's the devil's own. It's the devil's own tool of confusion. And many, many newborn Christians have fallen because of armchair Christianity. You need to learn to hear from God for yourself. Armchair Christianity. There's cemeteries all over the world filled with armchair Christians. Thirdly, a substitute for hearing from God is prophecy from self. Anointed prophets. 
Self-anointed trust. Oh, I hear from God and God tells me that you need to do this. You need to donate, donate to my 501c3. Yes. Self-anointed prophets who are not prophets at all. People who claim to know the will of God for your life. Hallelujah. For $9.95, I will bless you with my free TV blessing. Just call the number on the screen and send me your life savings. And I will send to you this piece of cloth that will heal you today. Have you heard that on TV? Have you heard that on TBN? I'll tell you what, I'm going to wave my arm and aisle number C is going to fall today. Stop listening to them. And get into the will of God through the word of God in the church of your choice. A church that is Bible believing, Bible teaching. That you can check and you can open your Bible to Psalms 23 and read it for yourself. That you can go to 1 John chapter 1 and read it for yourself. That you can check what that preacher is preaching out of the word of God. And I'm talking about... The Word of God. No, I'm off-brand Bible. That you can check the scripture that they're reading from. Now somebody say amen. Lift your hands to heaven and shout amen. Because God's listening. Word from God through others. People are good, but God is better. God wants to speak to you directly. He doesn't need an interpreter. God wants to speak directly to you and to you and to you and to you that are listening today. He's no respecter of persons. Now, sometimes God will speak to someone and someone will speak in tongues and there will be someone over on the other aisle that will be an interpreter of God's word. And that's how that works. He's no respecter of persons. The word of God says, call upon me and I will answer thee. Say that with me. I will answer thee and show you great, great and mighty things that you know not. God will hear your prayers. Say that with me. God will heal your prayers. He will answer you. But you must hear when he answers. So you, what do you have to do? You have to listen to God's word. Words. People in my church say, well, I don't know. I've never heard God. Well, then you need to hush up and listen. There are seven hindrances, very, very quickly. There are seven hindrances to God's word. Hmm. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Like I said, there are seven hindrances that keep you from hearing from God. Number one, sin will always short-circuit your prayers. David said in Psalms 66, 18, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And if there is sin in your life, God does not hear your prayers. What is sin? The Bible says, To him that knoweth to do right, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Sin is an attitude. It can be resentment, a bitterness, a hatred, a jealousy, and an arrogance. Sin can be an act or an emotion. It can be an anger, fear, pride, lust. Sin can be a thought of pattern, an angry fight fought over and over and over again in your mind, the past relived. Sin is godliness, speech, Criticism, fault-finding, accusations, tail-bearing, or gossip. Gossip. Is there sin in your life? Then God doesn't hear your prayers. You must confess it. The second hindrance is tradition. Say that with me. The second hindrance is tradition. That's that word, tradition. The seven words of the, a dying church are we've never done it that way before. Jesus said to the, the Pharisees, you haven't taken the tradition of your fathers and made them more important than the word of God. Some churches are built on tradition and then a new pastor comes in and they demand that tradition. Sometimes you have to let that tradition go. 
it becomes a ritual and rituals are paganistic. Jesus healed on the Sabbath day and they said, hey, we have a law that says you can't do anything on the Sabbath day. God can't move on the Sabbath day. Tradition says it has to be dead, dull, and as boring as possible. How many of you know that tradition is very much alive in today's churches? Statues, stained glass windows, kneeling, praying, making the sign of the cross. God does not welcome that here at Gospel of Faith Church. We don't want the Holy Spirit to move. We put the Holy Spirit in a box and we won't let him out but once a month. That's not Gospel of Faith Church. That is not what I preach. Yes, he's in our creed. But if, you, if the Holy Spirit begins to move and we can't control it, brother, that's not the last thing we want. That's not tradition. Brother, my prayer... My prayer is God blow the lid off the gospel of faith church in this broadcast and let the Holy Ghost move. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo-wee. I'm telling you today, I want the Holy Ghost to move <coughs> on this broadcast and on the church. Hallelujah. I want the windows open every Sunday so that Juniper Woods and Ashford can feel the movement of the Holy Spirit of God. I want this broadcast. I want your windows, your living room. I want the roof shingles to shake. I want the Holy Ghost. I want the Holy Spirit to move. I want the hair on your back of your head to stand up, the hair on your arms to move. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, you tuned in to a spirit-filled broadcast today. You tuned in to find where the Holy Ghost dwells in Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. That's the power of prayer in today. That's what we need in our government. That's what we need in the house. That's what we need in the Senate today in Jesus' name. Release it in our leaders today in Jesus' name. Give them praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Where are we as a people? Do they not work for us? Does Congress not work for us? Does the Senate not work for us? Do the legislation not work for us? Does the White House not work for us? Let the Holy Spirit infill each and every one of our leaders today and say enough is enough. You work for us and this country will not be divided any longer. We come together as a praying nation and we pray for our leaders to do the will of the people in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that falls right in line with the third hindrance to hearing from God is our strength. Is our strength, church. Yes, I call the broadcast a church, I guess. Although it's not, it's just a broadcast of prayer. Listen to me. Your strength can be a weakness when people begin to be arrogant and talented. I'm smart. I have money. I have powerful friends. Oh, Lord. I really don't need to hear from God right now. No. In America today and around the world, every single country, some of the countries that are listening don't have water. They don't have good water. They're drinking muddy water. They need leadership. They need American people to go over and show them how to dig trenches to find wells of good water. They say, I'm powerful. I have powerful friends. I really don't need to hear from God right now. I've got $50,000 in the bank, Blue Cross, Blue Shield. All the kids are healthy. Everything is fine. Look out. The end is coming. God is about to release the end times upon this world. And you won't, won't be happy when that comes, because your $50,000 in the bank won't be worth the paper it's written on. 
I suggest you read Revelations. And yes, you do need God. And yes, you will need God. As Jonah, you will need God. When poverty follows up, swallows up this world, when you have nothing and you are swallowed up by inflation and debt, you will need God. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. David said, take not the, your Holy Spirit from me. David pleaded, take not your Holy Spirit from me, because the moment the Holy Spirit leaves you, you all, 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 A-L-L, all are on your own. And when you get sufficient enough to do it on your own, God reaches over and turns off your prosperity. I said, God reaches over and turns off your prosperity. Listen to me. God was not made for your convenience. He is not your butler. We were created by God. He is the Holy One. He is the Righteous One. He is the Exalted One. He is worthy of our praise today. We live as though God doesn't even exist in 2021. Washington lives as God doesn't exist anymore. We live, live as though God is some senile old blind man who doesn't see nothing, hear nothing, speak nothing until we need something. And then, and then, it is, oh God, oh God, hello God. And there's silence. Silence. And then it is, oh Lord, oh Lord, can you help me? Can you love me? Forgive me? I promise, oh Lord, I'll do, I'll do better. You see, your lips speak fleshly. Your lips speak fleshly words, but God hears the truth from your heart. It's, please God, I'm, I'm not going to pray for anyone. I'm not going to church. I'm not going to pay tithes. And as soon as you answer this prayer, I'll quit talking to you again. That's the truth. And you say, Pastor, you're being overdramatic. No, I'm not. I've seen it a hundred, hundred thousand times. They walk through those two doors at the church, come to the altar, bring all their baggage, and say, Pastor, lay hands on me, pray for me. A discernment of spirits. That's what it is. That's what it's called. The discernment of spirits. We lay hands upon them. We shake. We feel the heat come off of them. God helps them. So the next time you try to con God in prayer, you think about it. If you're not willing to serve God, then don't. Don't con God. America needs to stop making God their last chance and begin to make God their first choice. Amen? Somebody out there shout amen. Lift your hands to heaven and shout amen. Jesus said, they who will not forsake father, mother, sister, or brother is not worthy of me. The Bible says, if your hand offends thee, cut it off. For it is better to enter the heaven maimed than not to enter heaven at all. When we walk through those doors, beware that your tongue does not offend God, for this is God's most holy temple. Fourthly, a lack of spiritual sensitivity will keep you from hearing from God. The Bible says, as many as would receive, to them gave him the power, the power, what power? The power to become the sons and daughters of God. God says, I will guide you with my eye. The Bible says, so as many as led by the Spirit, these are the sons and daughters of God. People tell me over and over again, I pray, I pray, and God never answers my prayers, Pastor. One, you're out of the will of God. Two, God answers, you just don't like the answer because it's not what self wants. 
You need to become spiritually sensitive to God. How? Get into the word of God. Get into this altar. Paul says, pray without ceasing. I remember my cousin, Beverly, had horses. And I remember one that absolutely would not mind. If you pulled the rein left, it wouldn't go left. It would fight that bit until its mouth would bleed. And one guy even wrapped a bit with, with barbed wire that the horse absolutely would not come into obedience, ripped its face off, it would, it would finally turn. Many Christians are likened to that horse. Look, God, I'm going this way. And God says, hey, I can pull the side of your face off if, if that would help. The smart ones say, yes, Lord. The dumb ones say, huh? Huh? What'd you say? When God is speaking, say, yes, Lord, and do it. And five, the fifth hindrance of prayer is pretense. How many of you know that Christians often like lie when they pray? They get down and say, oh God, I thank you for the victory today. And the bill collectors are beating down the door three deep. Kids are in jail. IRS wants to audit you. And all back to the Civil War era. And Pastor Davenport wants me to teach Sunday school. Or sing in the choir without music. Get down and say, Lord God, my life is in a mess down here. And you're the only one that can help fix it. That's how I pray. You don't have to read your prayer from some book. You don't have to pray in the, in the King James Version. It just needs to come from your heart. I wonder. Thought can keep you from hearing from God. How many of you, when you get down to pray, suddenly into your mind races every nitpicking thought that you haven't thought of in years? Because it's zip, 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 zip. How many of you have ever done that? And the rest of you haven't ever prayed. Do you know who's doing that? The devil. The devil himself. The devil himself reaches, uh, are telling us, or the researchers, excuse me, are telling us that television is teaching Americans how not to concentrate. We're watching short, stimulating entertainment programs that have no substance and no plot. And we're becoming mental vegetables. Till veg, vegetable, it's a, it's a vegetable joke. And do you not know how to concentrate? I believe that. Our children's minds are not being challenged. And a mind is a terrible thing to waste. One of the ways that, that you can resolve that is with a prayer journal. I use one. Our Celebrate Recovery people are, are using a devotional. I recommend each and every person that are listening to me and those that are in the church, get a prayer journal. I can get them for you. Go on to christianbook.com and you can get, pick up a prayer journal. It's wonderful. Instead of sitting down and watching television, keep a prayer journal or get a devotional. <coughs> Excuse me. Who am I praying for? When I'm praying and fasting for them, I need quiet. I don't need a television blaring. What am I praying about? And the day God answers, I put it down. And brother when, and sister, when, when you go down through the, the prayer journal, it will bless you. It will bless your soul. The recent, or the recount that, that God thinks that the Lord hath done, it's wonderful. Go back and read it. You know, in such and such day, I prayed for so-and-so, and this is what happened. They, you know, they came to church, and, and they gave a testimony that they're doing better. Praise God. Check that off. It's a wonderful thing to have a prayer journal, you know. See, Jesus, I'm celebrating the victory today because on, on March the, the 10th, 1993, you, you bound cancer in such and such body. That's an awesome thing. You know, I have it written down in my prayer journal that, that you know, I left the church with cancer and this church prayed for me and, and, and praise God, the cancer went into remission. Praise the Lord. Behold, the, the power of God was answered in prayer. We have our, our, our uh, uh, you know, wonderful things 
you know, that are being done. People were, 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 were um, delivered from drugs. You know, I, I have, you know, a brother, Brother Ray, that, that was delivered from alcohol. And I, I put that down in my prayer journal. And he was, he was delivered for like eight years. You know, praise Jesus. And I praise your mighty name, Lord, that you have answered my prayers for Gospel Faith Church. I praise you and I bless you, God, for, for uh, who you are and for what you've done at our church. And now on this broadcast, this broadcast is reaching out and, and 15 to 1600 people on each Wednesday and Sunday are, are listening into this broadcast. That's wonderful. That's awesome. And now I have the victory because Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's, let's all give, give God praise and glory today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So don't get down and say, oh God, I wish you'd do something once in a while. Help me to hold out to the end, praise God, unless you're ready to receive from God. God says to the angels, as you were, that one will get down to heaven with the, with the smell of, of, of hell's smoke on him. <laughs> so what is it saying? It's saying that, that you're not ready. You're not ready because you're still walking with the devil. On a seventh hindrance of hearing from God is environment the environment that you walk around in. Jesus prayed in the garden, which was an environment conducive, conducive, listen, conducive to prayer. You know, if you're walking around with the devil, you're not conducive. You're not conducive to prayer. I say by the grace of God that we will one day have both a prayer chapel and a prayer garden here at Gospel of Faith Church. I said that before I left the first time because of my cancer. You know, we're lucky to get the church painted. <laughs> Because I'm not here full time, so it's it's tough. And on this broadcast, of course, where you will be able to feel the presence of God when you walk in. Now, here inside the church, many people say, I feel the presence of God. In fact, many people said uh, just the other day when when we had our 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 uh, our, our deal for, for Dale and, and Sue, they felt the presence of God. I had Several people walk up to me and said that they, when we sang songs and, and I preached, that they felt the holy presence of Sue and some of, of Dale. It was wonderful. So the church is under the umbrella of God and, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's wonderful. Where you will be able to feel the presence of God when you walk in. That's an awesome thing. So the Holy Spirit is returned to Gospel of Faith Church. Jesus taught about, excuse me, the prayer closet. Why? Because it was con conducive to the prayer. So what do you need to do to have that conducive uh, place in your home? You can, you, can, you can go into your closet. We, you know, many master bedrooms now have a huge closet. So many people I know, they have, they have a place where they have some flowers or what arranged, or a small place to sit in their master bedroom closet or in the master bedroom or wherever they feel the presence of God. And they, they kind of fixed that up. I had a lady had a chair in there. She had a small dresser where she put a, 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 an altar cloth on and she went in there and that was her prayer closet. You know, she went in there and that was her time when the children were at school, husband at work, that was her time with God. And she would go in and she would have her time, you know, where she could spend in, in solitude with God Many people do that. They have their prayer time. She prays for other people. Um, and that's her time as a prayer partner here on this broadcast. She would go in. So many of my prayer partners, prayer warriors, they have a place of prayer. Um, and that's her, their place where they where they go in. They set up their time. Some of them have a candle. And they go in. And they're very careful. And they go in. And they take a deep breath. And they, they, they kind of, you know, I have one lady that burns a little sage incense. You know, and she takes that time to just clear her mind, maybe have a little a tranquility time where she clears her mind, her soul, and she she has her prayer time with God. Um, and the Holy Father comes and she has her conversation with God because you have to clear that, clear that time of prayer. And she has her time to, to come and, and be with God. I do the same thing. I have my time where I spend alone, read my scripture, 
and come and, and invite God to come in. And God speaks to me in my prayer closet. Very important. It's very important. And I encourage each and every one of you to have that time. If you, you know, you have to have that. It's a powerful time. Get something, uh, write down who you're going to pray for. Uh, it's important. It's very important. You know, write down the names of those that you're going to pray for. You know, I give you names. Uh, right now we're, you know, we're praying for Brother Danny uh, with leukemia. He's, you know, he's having a rough time with chemo. Uh, his wife, Jeannie, uh, Mike, who, the husband of Sue, he's sometimes having a rough time with, with that. So there's there's several names out there that we're praying for. Uh, Sister Bra uh, Barbara's brother, his name slips in my mind, but God will know. Uh, you know, her, her nephew, many of them are having a rough time. So, um, you know, keep them up in prayer, you know. And so you now you have a list, you know, Brother Al's wife, Romy, with dementia. Uh, Kim, uh, Dan and Kim, they're having a rough time. Kim has a, a, uh, a, a disease that is incurable. Uh, she, needs, she needs prayer, uh, much prayer. Uh, so there's many many that need prayer. Uh, so, you know, you have a list now. You can go into your prayer closet around the world. And uh, it's it's much better if you have a prayer closet because it's better for you. Many of you that are listening to the sound of my voice are, are um, uh, Muslims. Many of you are Buddhist. Many of you are Jewish. Uh, many of you are different faiths. Uh, so come together in a prayer closet. You know, however you pray, come together and pray, you know, for this list. We want to pray for Israel right now. Uh, we want to pray for people in Baghdad here in America that, with the forest fires that are burning up their homes. Many are, are burnt and are in, in critical condition. So around the world, let's pray for our governments and our leaders. We have much to pray about par prayer partners, prayer warriors, uh, shepherds of prayer. We need your prayers go up to God. God is listening to this broadcast. Uh, and so we could come together to pray. Um, when you get down on your knees, you know, when, there are four ways that you can know that you're hearing from God. And not, not your, your carnal self. That's from Satan. So listen carefully now. When you're in your presence of God, praying. God will never tell you something to do that is, that is contrary to the word of God. If you go to the altar in your prayer closet and you pray for God to meet your, your, your financial needs, and you, then you, you see some lady's purse full of money left at the altar, that's not from God. God did not supply your need. You know, <laughs> That hurts another human being. It's a sin. Did you hear what I said? When you're praying, God will never tell you something that is not in his word. Secondly, God's voice will not disturb your peace. You're not going to hear Charlton Heston come from heaven. Philippians 4, 6 says, And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Now I want to explain the difference between condemnation and conviction. Listen closely to me. Whenever the Holy Spirit speaks, the Holy Spirit will say, that sin, stop it. And in the moment in time, you will feel that you need to get right with God. You confess your sin and on the outside of the confession comes what? Joy, peace, and happiness. The problem, that's conviction that removes sin. The problem, that's conviction. It removes sin. Con condensation, condemnation, excuse me, comes from Satan. Satan will come to you and say, do you remember that sin of last week or three months ago or what you did in 1965, 75, or 85? Past, and he'll dredge up everything up 
that you ever did, and he will attack your personhood. He will attack your self-worth. He will make you feel like a crumb and a bum. And finally, when you get through with that, you feel like you've been dragged through his sewer backwards. You're sorry you got down to pray. That's not God speaking to you. It's the devil himself. And when that happens, you say, Satan, I recognize that this is you. Get out of my mind. Get out of my life. Get out of my speech. In Jesus' name, my sins are forgiven. My past is behind me. I am free. I am free. I am free. In the name of the Son of God, I am free. And give God praise. In Jesus' name. Well, I'm going a little long today. The third thing God always deals with today, Satan always deals with the future or the past. Listen up. Jesus, while he was teaching in the book of Matthew, said, Take no thought of tomorrow. Say that with me. Take no thought of tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Say that with me. Today is the day of salvation. Satan always brings up for your past. You failed. You sinned. You're no good. Or he says, think about the future. You're not, gonna, you're not going to have enough money if you pay your tithes. You're not going to have time to do what you need to do if you serve God. Hey, you could preach or sing or teach better than anyone in that church. So why go? That's the devil himself. That's the devil himself talking. Jesus said, I will supply all your needs according to his riches. You can pay your tithe. The shepherd who leads frees and the God who guides provides. You see, you can pay your tithes. He is all the power in heaven and on earth. If he feeds the sparrows and clothes the lilies of the fields, he will take care of you too. I want you today to rejoice and be happy. Rejoice and be happy because God has never failed us. Hallelujah. Can you, can you give God praise and glory today? Hallelujah. Can we stand up? Just for a moment, stand up in closing. That's it. All over the building, just stand up. Those of you that are listening to this broadcast, you're sitting at home, just bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let us today hear from the Lord our God. And as those that are listening at home, I want you to try to set up somewhere in your home a prayer closet where you can go and just sit for a moment and pray in peace and in tranquility. Lord, that our lives might be changed by your infinite grace, that we may find that peace within, deep within, that our hearts, our minds, and our soul might hear from you I want you, those that are listening at home, not just, not just speak to God, but have a quietness of soul to hear from God. To take the time to actually hear what God is saying to you. If you'll have a quietness in you, you'll hear from God. And most importantly, now that it is open, Find a quiet, Bible-believing church. That's most important. Find a Bible-believing church that will receive you. And come and listen to the broadcast. It's most important that those of you that listen, that you would support this broadcast. You can go to spiritualawareness.net and support us by listening 
and support us with your tithes and offerings. Not asking, just say, Lord, when you're in your prayer closet, say, Lord, how much should I tithe to spiritual awareness? The Lord will tell you. He'll put it on your heart. I'm not asking. The Lord will put upon your heart how much. You can go to our website, wherever you're listening to us. Find out the website, spiritualawareness.net. But we need your support to stay on the air. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. And may you hear from God in your prayer time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you.